In today's Live Treasured podcast, how to take your thoughts captive through four steps that you may not have thought of before. Treasured Tribe, welcome to the Live Treasured Podcast. I'm Eileen Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries and your host of this podcast. Today, we are going to put a big old bow on our summer podcast slash Bible study series called Shift Your Lips, where we've been walking through 10 tips to shift your lift, lips to change the way that you speak and to transform your life. So today we're on tip number 10, which talks about being proactive instead of passive in your thinking. And that's because what we believe will ultimately be what we speak. What we believe will ultimately be what we speak. In 2 Corinthians 4.13, the Bible says, it is written... I believed, therefore I have spoken. So it's out of our heart that we will speak. And so it's important for us to address our thought life because that is the where what we say flows. Changing your thoughts, being proactive against the lies from the enemy is critical to you speaking life and changing the direction of your talk and therefore your walk. Now, we all have heard to renew our mind and to take our thoughts captive. So I'm not going to teach on that because I know that you know that that's a good and positive thing. But what I do want to dive into today is the more practical how-tos of how to accomplish this and hopefully shed some light on some very practical biblical uh, tips that maybe you haven't heard of before. In fact, I think sometimes the church just glosses over, hey, renew your mind, Uh, you know, take your thoughts captive. And so it's almost like we assume this is something easy or quick, when the reality is, is that it goes much deeper than that. All right, so here we go. I'm going to give you four new steps to take in the process of taking your thoughts captive. The first thing that you want to do is to pray for a breakthrough. Now, this is paramount. We've talked about inside of this series that Our actions become so automatic that we're unaware of them. Another uh, aspect that you and I can become unaware of are the thought process that is driving the action. In fact, it can be buried so deep inside of your brain, inside of your mind, that you don't even know that it's a prevailing thought that has control over your life. And the problem is, is that we're reading our Bibles and we're saying, you know, I I read my Bibles, I do my Bible study, I'm speaking the word out loud, it's still not changing anything. See, here's the thing, your thoughts, your past, your trauma that you've experienced is personal to you. And God can show you 
the root lie from perhaps a wound that you've experienced that is causing the ripple effect of the negative thoughts and therefore the negative speech. Now, we are so blessed as believers to have access to what the Bible calls the mind of Christ and the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit can reveal God's truth to us about a certain situation, about a thought that we are feeling. And so when we see manifestations of negative in our life, frustration, shame, anger, all of those things, those are secondary emotions to perhaps a thought buried deep within you. Or when we are handling our shame, for example, in a negative way, the actions that we're doing, instead of trying to fix the behavior, we need to ask for a breakthrough in belief. I cannot stress this point enough. In fact, during this uh, podcast series, uh, I've mentioned to you that God opened up a door in our life. He blessed us. We had been praying as a family for one year, and God uh, opened up this door of this incredible blessing in our life. But as soon as I stepped into the blessing, it became a burden. And the burden, I mean, it was almost like there was shame attached to it. And so I finally cried out to God and I said, I need a breakthrough. I need to know what your truth is in this situation. And do you know that God did reveal to me an underlying belief of shame that I did not feel worthy enough to enjoy the blessing? Now, I wouldn't have seen that. And there were all these uh, outside actions that were... um, You know, I never would have tied that to that truth, but there's something about getting breakthrough from the Lord, hearing truth from Him, because when you hear truth from God, you know that it's pure. You know that it is from the Lord. You know that you have every right as a covenant-covered believer to stand on that truth. And it doesn't matter what other people say, and it doesn't matter what the world says. When you look inside of the Gospels and you see Jesus interacting with women, what we see is that his words that he spoke to them changed their life. They looked at themselves differently. They looked at God differently. And because of that, they lived differently. And a lot of times inside of those interactions, there would be um, other people, whether religious leaders or even disciples, that thought differently. And so when a woman presses into her Lord and Savior and asks for a breakthrough, you can count on God to come through and to give you a new revelation that you may not have seen before. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 2, um, 10 through 12, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit, for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit, and no one can know God's thought, God's 
thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given to us. See, when you and I become Christians, our minds are not instantly renewed, and they have been uh, shaped and molded by how we were brought up, by all of the things that you and I have experienced. That is how our brain learned to survive. We formulated uh, opinions on things to, to help us to survive certain situations, but when we come to Christ, now We don't have to live by those old truths anymore. God can reveal to us his truth. And when I'm talking about this, I'm not necessarily saying open up your Bibles and find out the list of what is good to do and what is not good to do. I'm talking about what we teach inside of the Nourish Bible Study Method, which is to press into the Holy Spirit and to ask God to speak to you. This is something that we teach inside of the 21-day challenge. And I promise you, at the right time, God will give you that breakthrough. And let him do it in his way. Your role is to come to God and to ask him for a breakthrough and to listen. God's role is to give you the truth at just the time that you're ready. Now, For me, I know that, you know, God operates this way, and I'm so glad that he does. We want to be healed and done with it, shake, rattle, and roll. But God knows that it's one day at a time, one step at a time, and he will give you breakthrough in an area. Um, and, And when it happens, it will happen at just the right time. So take the pressure off of yourself and take away any parameters of outcome of when you will receive and understand your breakthrough. Just come to God fully expecting like a little child and say, Daddy, teach me. Teach me the truth. Reveal the truth to me. All right. And the reason why this is so, so important is because of something called the limbonic system inside of our brain. Now, um, just to get scientific with you, um, I'm going to go into something that I learned from Jeremy Wiles. Jeremy Wiles uh, was the producer of the Conquer series, which is a series that helps men who are struggling with pornography to overcome that addiction. And he himself uh, was addicted to pornography and was frustrated because he was coming to church and people would say, just pray, just renew your mind. But it wasn't, he was getting frustrated because it wasn't working. And maybe you're in that same place. So he actually dove into the word of God and really how our brains are fearfully and wonderfully made to understand things like how to renew the mind. And one of the things that he talked about in a podcast with me, and I'll leave the link to that specific episode in the podcast description if you're interested in going back and listening to it, is that we have a limbonic part of our brain, and he called it the survival brain. Um, And so... um, 
what happens is, is that from um, experiences that you and I have, our brain um, can create what is called a limbonic lie. And we create it uh, because of what we marinate in growing up. And basically, a decision is made to suppress what the what the other parts of the brain, the more logical parts of the brain, know to be true. Um, and one of the stories that he gave, and I love this because <laughs> I could really relate to this. Um, when he talked about the fact if you're going on a walk and you're very fearful of snakes, you know, your mind is on this high alert and you can see what is a stick but your limbonic brain will tell you the lie that it's a snake and you'll react to things that way, right? Um, but the truth about it is, is that it, it was a stick. Um, and so with the limbonic uh, brain too, it reacts so much more quicker than the logical part of our brain that that is more... Um, you know, can process the truth for us. And so oftentimes when we've experienced trauma, we continue to live out of that limbonic lie, which actually reinforces the lie inside of our life. And so the bottom line is, you know, we're not aware and we have to invite Jesus in to do that work for us. And again, my role is to be open to the move of God, is to come to him and to pray for breakthrough. What I mean to say is this, it's not just enough for you to hear that God loves you. You need to have that breakthrough of belief where you've heard God say it to you. I know everybody here listening has had an experience where God shifted your thinking in a profound way. And I just want to encourage you that anytime you feel anger, frustration, shame, see that as an engine light to your soul and invite Jesus in to give you a breakthrough. Now, the second part of this, um, and let me go back to something with that. There's no cookie cutter. This is another thing that Jeremy said, which I want to bring out. You know, sometimes as Christians, we want step one, step two, step three, and this will take me three minutes to renew my mind, or I do this Bible study on breaking free from whatever, and then I'm going to be free from my anxiety. I'm going to be free from this. And often, but the, what, what Jeremy said is, you know, there is no cookie cutter approach. In other words, it, your breakthrough may come right away. It may take a while. You, we have all lived different lives. And so the journey of healing is going to be different. Why not look at it as a beautiful, intimate process that you take with God instead of this pressure on yourself for you to try to heal you? There's no cookie cutter approach. It is about a journey with the Lord, a journey of discovery with the Lord. The second part about this is that community is so vital in this process. I want to say that again. Community is so vital. 
oftentimes when we talk about renewing the mind and taking our thoughts captive, we immediately jump to Bible study. And you all know that I am a woman of the word. And certainly that is a part of the process. But you need community. I mean, you need an authentic place where you can open up your heart and be real. And that is one of the goals that we have inside of our Treasure Tribe community. And inside churches, you can also find small groups and community like this. But community is absolutely essential. In fact, when I was experiencing that shame and that frustration, I texted a Treasure Tribe member who I knew was a prayer warrior, and I said, I need you to pray for breakthrough for me. I need truth from God, and I just can't hear him. And you know, sometimes, I'll say this, it's a lot easier for me to pray for somebody else's breakthrough than my own sometimes. And sometimes, when your faith feels like a mustard seed size, you can call on somebody in community to pray for you. That's so powerful. And you know what? The following week, you might need to be the one that's standing in your strong faith to pray for that friend. So community is vital. Another part of community uh, is this, is that when we, um, the Bible tells us that when we confess our sins to each other and pray for each other, that we will be healed. That's James 5.16. And I saw that completely inside of our Treasure Tribe Zoom meeting. You know, it was amazing to me that even though we were meeting virtually, how close we all got and how we all felt okay with not being okay and how we could bring things up and uh, and invite other people to pray for us. And we see that James 5.16 tells us that a part of healing is community. It is community. Confess your sins to one another and you will be healed. All right. So then the next part of this um, is that you need to manage your expectations and understand that you're going to be in this for the long haul. Let me put it another way. Breakthrough is just the beginning breakthrough is just the beginning. Now, this is important for a couple of reasons. Number one, how many of you have had a breakthrough from God? And maybe it happened inside of a church service or inside of your quiet time or prayer time or whatever it was. And you really felt like you got that revelation, that very clear word from him. And then a week later, a wave hit. It was a wave of disappointment or a wave of bad circumstances or something that pushed up against that belief. And all of a sudden, you found yourself in fear and backing down and not believing that initial breakthrough that God gave you. And then on top of that, you ended up feeling like a bad Christian, right? Because maybe it is that you had this breakthrough about anxiety and then a week later you started to worry. 
Maybe it is that you had a breakthrough about um, an area of shame in your life and why you were carrying it. Maybe God told you that, you know, you weren't responsible anymore for carrying that burden in somebody else's life. And then perhaps it was that two weeks later, then you felt shameful again for setting that boundary. And then on the other side of that, then you start beating yourself up because you're like, I can't believe that I fell to that belief again. Can any of you relate to that? Well, I have some really good news for you today. Another thing that Jeremy Wiles talked about inside of his podcast that is so critical is that it takes two to five years to renew the mind. In other words, you get that initial breakthrough from God, but then you can expect for waves to come inside of your life over the next two to five years. And the waves don't mean that you've done something wrong or that you're a bad Christian. I want you to begin to see the waves as an opportunity to strengthen the breakthrough belief. I'm going to say that again. The waves in your life are an opportunity for you to strengthen the breakthrough belief. Now, we talked about um, this scripture before, but I just want to bring it back up again. And it's in the Gospel of Matthew. Um, and uh, and it's when uh, Jesus um, invites Peter to come out and to walk on the water with him. I'm going to read this again to you. This is in uh, the book of Matthew 14, starting with verse 22. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross up to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up by the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from the land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. Let me stop right there. Doesn't it feel like sometimes that the negative thought life can be like heavy waves? The shame, the frustration, the obstacles, it feels like heavy waves. And it feels like we're fighting these heavy waves, right? About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on water. When the disciples saw him walking on water, they were terrified. In fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. Um, A couple of things, too, that I want to just stop and pause here to mention, and that's this, that Jesus let them go in the boat, and he's the ruler over the waves, and the waves, you know, the waves came right? He allowed that to happen. And there's a reason for that. And and when we have experienced breakthrough, God wants to strengthen the breakthrough to build our faith in that breakthrough with the waves that come at us during the day, the heavy thoughts, all of those things, okay? Verse 27 But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid, take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Jesus speaks to Peter and says, come on out on the water. Peter um, goes to the Lord and asks him, and Jesus says, come. 
So then it says, so Peter went over to over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Now, so what happened was Peter got a word. He got a word to walk on the water. And we've talked about inside of our podcast, inside of episode number five, we talked about the fact that, you know, instead of fighting these negative thoughts in our life, and that was the podcast about shame, but, you know, that Jesus wants us to walk on the water. And it was that um, uh, Jesus calling to Peter and Peter listening to that truth, which is not the world's truth or not, you know, the way things operate in the world that Peter was able to, Peter was able to walk on the water and then the waves hit. And when he got his eyes on the wave, he began to sink. And so it is with us. We'll get a breakthrough in belief. And it's so exciting. Perhaps it is that God has said to you, your past is not going to define your future. I have put you inside of the family that you're in to be a pioneer of your family, to be that godly role model that starts a new generation of blessing. And so you have that revelation. And then let's say that two weeks later, something happens in your children's life and and it causes waves. And then you can start to doubt that initial breakthrough. But inside of that, if we choose to fix our eyes on Jesus, if we take his hand again, we will be able to rise up and walk on the water again. So the waves will come. The waves will come in our life. And when they come, that's our opportunity to stand. That's our opportunity to build strength in the initial breakthrough belief so that we can press through and press through. You know, I'm starting to think about it this way. If I think about a rubber band, let's say that the rubber band is the breakthrough uh, belief. It it is the truth um, that God gives you. And so every time you, um, actually, I have just flipped my analogy there. Let's say that the rubber band, (laughs) I was like thinking through in my head, y'all forgive me. Okay, let me go back. Um, Let's say that the rubber band is the lie that you've always believed. And it's a very tight rubber band because you have believed this way since you were a little girl and walked through trauma or whatever it may be. Let's say that the Lord gives you breakthrough and the breakthrough is outside of that rubber band. And so you're inside the rubber band and you know the enemy is holding tight to the other end of the rubber band. And so you're pushing pushing through, pushing through, and then all of a sudden there's a wave and you have a choice. Let go or stand stronger. And you make a determination to stand, to remain steadfast in the truth. Every time you do that, the rubber band gets a little weaker and a little weaker. And see, so waves are actually there for our benefit. That's why Jesus left the disciples alone and 
allowed the waves to come because he wanted them to experience victory, to experience what happens when the waves come and then you know, you fall back, but then when you get your eyes back on the Lord, that you can stand up strong again. And so every time, and on the other side of the rubber band, there's your promised land purpose, there's your freedom, there's your destination. And so you and I must keep standing in the truth and standing in the truth and standing in the truth and standing in the truth. There's a truth that I have to stand in all the time, and that is this. I'm not responsible for somebody else's feelings. I know that from the Lord. But because I've been a former people pleaser, that continues to have this pull back on my life. But you know what? Every time I stand in the truth and stand in the truth and stand in the truth, I am growing a stronger belief inside of my initial breakthrough. And one day, you know what happens? The rubber band breaks. But the important bottom line to uh, hear inside of all this is that it could take two to five years. And I say that because so many women that I talk to get down upon themselves because they have these spiritual expectations that it should be shake, rattle, and roll, and then I'm done. And the reality is, is that it's going to take two to five years to renew your Mine. And again, I'm going to leave that podcast that I did with Jeremy Wiles. It's so profound. I'm going to leave a link to that if you'd, uh, if you'd like to listen. Um, and so see the waves that you have in your life as an opportunity uh, to grow. I love this scripture. So good. I know that I've read it before inside of this series, but I'm going to read it again. Colossians 1.23. But you must continue to believe this truth. Now, what is this truth? Well, in the scriptures before this, Paul had talked about the fact that they stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. So in other words, we're going to get the initial breakthrough We're going to hear the good news, but then we have a responsibility to rise up and to stand in the truth. Don't see the waves as you're a bad Christian or whatever. See the waves as the opposition that's the opportunity for you to grow inside of your faith. Um, I always bring this up too. I think this is worth saying again. In the book of Ephesians, um, that's written to Paul. That's written to the Church of Ephesians by Paul. Paul started the Church of Ephesus, and then ten years later, um, he is writing this letter to him to them. Now, most theologians think that Paul, when he started the church, he was there with the new believers for about three years, and you know that inside of that time with them, he taught them the. Um, the elementary truths of the gospel, like we are God's child, we are chosen, we are loved. Do you know that in the book of Ephesians, he goes back to those fundamental truths? And what's the point? The point is, is that renewing your mind, it doesn't just happen at initial breakthrough. That's just the beginning. It's a lifetime 
process. Okay, so manage your expectations there. And that will help you to remain steadfast in this important pursuit. And number four is this. My number four um, tip in this is biblical meditation. Boy, am I a huge fan of this. I mean, what a game changer in my faith biblical meditation has been. Biblical meditation is God's prescription for our continual workout of the mind. You know, we want to think of the waves as like the uh, the challenge that comes against us. Um, but the, the day-to-day sort of um, working out of our mind, I, I'm, if I would compare all of this to exercise, <laughs> if I mean be so bold as to do that. I mean, really, our minds are like a muscle. So I feel like it's a good analogy. But the breakthrough would be um, when Jesus gives you that word, that's sort of um, uh, congruent with, let's say, if you were to go to a personal trainer and the personal trainer tweaks a way that you're doing an exercise and shows you the right way to do it. Your community helps to give you accountability. We all know that um, we can get exercise better when we do it inside of community. The waves that come against you, those are the things throughout the day that because we have been in training that we are prepared for. The, the, The biblical meditation is like that daily exercise that you do to strengthen those areas in the brain. This is why inside of the Nourish Method, we devote an entire step of the Nourish Method to renewing the mind. Not only that, but inside the Nourish Notebook, inside of that process, every single day, you will practice biblical meditation. Now, inside of this podcast, I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of biblical meditation, but I've got a lot of great follow-up resources for you to dive into And the first one is this. You can go um, to our YouTube channel and click on the playlist for the 21-day challenge. Days 11 and 12 give lots of good information on biblical meditation. I believe in this discipline so much, I wrote a free ebook that you can download, which will specifically go through why this is so important and how some practical ways that you can begin to put this in practice. And so if you'd like to get a copy of that ebook, all you have to do is go to our website, click on treasureministries.com, click on resources, then go to free resources and breaking free from biblical meditation. I'm going to leave the link to the biblical meditation ebook, our YouTube playlist for the 21 day challenge. And again, that was days 11 and 12, as well as the podcast episode from Jeremy Wiles, um, which was really, really insightful. And, you know, you don't have to be struggling with pornography to listen to it to learn, because um, we all have areas where we struggle. And it goes back to the thought life. That's such a powerful um, uh, root that drives our behavior. And, you know, if we try to change our behavior without addressing the root first, 
you and I are going to be frustrated. And so I hope that this was helpful today to you in the journey of taking your thoughts captive so that they don't take you captive. And all of this is essential because what we think will spill over into what we speak. Oh, we are wrapping up today our summer Bible study series. Um, But we don't have to end today. If you would like to continue to join in, um, I'm going to be starting a brand new Bible study uh, this fall with a Zoom call every week. We get together inside of the Treasure Tribe, and we've also developed our own online um, community. We have our own social media center. So go check out the Treasure Tribe. And when you join, you get the Nourish Notebook, which can help you out with biblical meditation and all of that. And I would love to see you there. And finally, I want to say a huge thank you to our donors, because without you, all of what we do would not be possible We appreciate you so much. And to the tribe, you all have a wonderful uh, rest of your day. And don't forget to continue to shift your lift, to shift, shift, gosh, if I can speak, to shift your lips, to speak life so that you can live free.